This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. First big purchase that you made all by your own self. 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Also, while we're waiting for calls, I want to remind people that today our uh, host elf for host on a post is our friend Grant. Yay. And uh, so you want to click around at mytalk1071.com and look for Grant in a little elf hat. Click on his face and you can enter yourself to win $1,000 Thursday at 5.30, Lori and Julia will be giving that away. And here's a little clue for you. Finding Grant's a no-brainer. He's on the page of the trainer. Oh! Uh, So start clicking around at mytalk1071.com. When you find Elf Grant, click on his face and enter to win $1,000. Now, what was your first big purchase? You'd be making a lot of purchases probably with that $1,000, but... I was thinking about the big purchases that you make that you're so proud of. Uh, and what was your first one? Six five one six four one one zero seven one. So um, big purchases like when we were kids, when like the first pack of gum I bought with my own I feel money. like define that however you will. Okay. But the reason I'm asking is because I saw this uh, headline in the New York Post about a six-year-old from Australia, from Melbourne, Australia, Who's by the way, whose father is uh, a property investment expert? She's buying her very first house Wait a at minute, the, the young young age of six. Yes, is buying her own house. So I, it's kind of the details are fuzzy to me. Even though I've read this article three times, I cannot right. figure out how she's doing this. But she uh, and her siblings have all saved a lot of their money that they earned from chores around the house, but also. Um, helping their dad package his book. I'm like this entire article is full of promotion I mean, for dad. Good on him for using his kids to get some attention, right? Yeah. Uh, their father is Cam McClellan. He's a like I said, a property investment expert. He said that each one of his children has saved up two thousand dollars to contribute to the land that they're purchasing, uh, and there's a partially built house on that land, and that land is set to continue to appreciate. Uh, and in fact, double within the next 10 years. So uh, his little six-year-old daughter, Ruby, is going to be uh, buying this house at the price of $671,000. Apparently, the price has already gone up like since they started looking into this property. So, Yeah, well, I mean, you know, it sounds like a great story in terms of like teaching kids at a young age the value of a dollar and like saving and... You know, all that kind of stuff. So I'm sure the kids are going to learn something financially out of this deal. And, you know, wouldn't it be nice if we all had parents that were that focused on helping us understand financial literacy at right? a young age? Because I didn't get that. 651-641-1071. What was your big 
purchase, your first big purchase. We did get a tweet from Panda who said, uh, my first big purchase was probably my first car, a 1993 Dodge Shadow convertible bought back in 2000. It was pretty cheap, which is how I was able to buy it with my savings, but it was a good little car for years. That's the thing. When you buy your own car, you love it way more than, you know, one that you that like was gifted to you or that you borrowed like you love even if it's a crappy car you love that darn car because you paid for it 651-641-1071 what was your first big big purchase what was your big purchase your first my mine the first car i bought well my first big purchase was my first car that i bought it was a used bright blue uh dodge neon and it was like had no bells and whistles. It yeah. was just like this little cute little tin can on wheels. But I loved that stupid car so much. And it only lasted nine months because something went wrong with it. And it was yeah. such a bummer. And I was like heartbroken because I loved that car and I wanted to keep it forever. But then I bought another car right afterwards. It was a new car. And even though I didn't like buy it, I had bought that blue, the first car for cash. This, the other one I had to finance, but I still loved it. Yeah. Right. Like oh, I was sure. like, oh, I love this. Yeah. Adult purchases, car. you know, are meaningful the first time you oh, make them. Mm-hmm. I would have moved into that car. What was your first big purchase? <laughs> probably a car. I think, you know, for most people, it's probably a car, right? Because yeah. it's the first big ticket item that you probably need, especially if you grew up in the Midwest. Because, you know, most of us, if we had the means, uh, needed a car to get from point A to point B, even if it was not like super fancy. But yeah. Yeah. Holly, what was your first big purchase? Yeah, it was a car. It was from my grandpa. Uh Uh-huh. A nice 1986 Oldsmobile Forenza station wagon. Nice. Yeah. Holly had the wagon. Living large. Yes, literally. But it was very exciting. You know, I purchased it in high school, you know, at the grandpa discount rate. Yep. But, you know, it was like... You get the car, and then you can go and get the job, and then yep. you can have the mobility to move around. And, you know, to Bradley's point in the Midwest, it's, uh, you know, and it, especially me in the Outer Ring suburb, you're like, wow, I got a whole yeah. new lease on life. Well, yeah, you learn. Yeah, you. I like, remember just like. That's where you get out. Just driving around town. Like, I can drive and just, you know, you it just gives you a, a level of independence you've not had. The, the kids do not understand that. These days, no, I don't. I mean, it's crazy to me that they oh. don't. I guess it's probably a good thing because they'll probably drive less and kill the environment less as well as a result. But um, you know, f- at our age, we were driving around these big, giant combustible uh, engine vehicles and going nowhere. Or combustible, combustible. Isn't that what what the good old fashioned engines are? I think so. Is that sure. Why not? Just sounds like it's going to explode, which is not my point. But that it's you know, burning, you know, gallons of fossil fuel inefficiently. Yeah, yeah, I did. I mean, I, like you said, I would just drive with aimlessly for hours. Combustion engine. Combustion. Sorry, I, that was bugging me. Uh, let's go to the phones. Tina's on the line. Hi, Tina. Tina, what was your first big purchase? It was um, my big purchase. I actually kind of, I'm going to kind of go back a little bit. Um, <clears throat> I was told in a, a very young life that um, Santa didn't exist, and then I got put into foster care, and my foster parents bought me a scooter, and they actually did, like, footprints throughout 
our house to make it look like like Santa was real life. Uh huh. Oh. So oh. It was kind of a, um, you know, there's some kind of magical people. Yeah. There yeah, world. for sure. That was a double gift. It was a double gift. I yeah, love absolutely. it. Thank Thanks you, for Tina, sharing, Tina, for sharing. Uh, let's go to Sharon Lee. Hi, Sharon Lee. What was the first big purchase you ever made? Yeah, you said the first big purchase that you make that made you feel like an adult. Yeah. I'm, I'm from Canada, and I've bought houses, and I've bought cars and everything. But the first purchase that made me really feel like an adult was a few months ago when I bought, I had some people help me get a snowblower. Oh, that'll do it. <laughs> and then, and I now have a garage, first time in my life. And oh. so I had to, um, and the guy had to come twice. So I'd remember how to start it. And I started it and I and I and I have a wide driveway. And I never felt more like an adult than then. Yeah, that you is know? like that, I felt like I was standing up straight and look at me, look at me, yeah. I'm in fire. Well, you know, and thank you, Sharon Lee, <laughs> for Thanks, your call. Sharon. I will say that is one of those I mean, a car is the same way where you have to like learn how to maintain it. A snowblower has the exact same Oh, for sure. Sometimes I think you forget, like, oh, this thing needs some maintenance. So my reminder to Sharon Lee is to remember at the very end of this season, make sure you drain <laughs> that thing uh, of its of its uh, gasoline because if you let that sit all the way through to next winter, it might not start up so hot. So that's my little that's my little free advice. But those for me, another thing that makes something feel like a big adult purchase is the thing where you're like, there's nothing sexy about that. Yeah, purchase. that's like the first time you buy like a, an appliance. Oh yeah, that or, you really you know like your garbage or uh, garbage disposal or your laundry machine, right. You know, craps out, and you're like, oh okay. And but you're like excited about it because you're like you feel accomplished, and at the same time, it's not something you're gonna like. Hey, everybody, come and see my new washing machine. Yeah. I'm so Nobody excited else about is excited. it. Yeah. Nobody else is excited. Or the other the other big thing is like the first time you have to spend a lot of money on the sewer guy to come over. Yeah. Like there's nothing sexy about that. Well, He's it's like sexy when you can flush your toilet well, again. I'll yeah, tell you that's that. the thing. Is when you know your your sewer is gonna run fine. Then you're fine. That's well, hot. It is, it's so sexy. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show. Um, I would like to propose we leave something very specific in 2021 oh, okay. as we look toward 2022. It has to do with Rebel Wilson. We'll talk about oh, it after this on my right. talk 1071. Preparing for 2022, there is one thing I would like to leave behind. Well, no, there's actually a lot of things I'd like to leave back in 2021. Just one, just one. But I'm just going to be very specific with one right now on the Colleen and Bradley show, my talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. I would like to start a verbal petition right here and now that Rebel Wilson no longer needs to talk about her year of health and weight Uh loss because that year of health was, by the way, 2019. Mm, No, 2020. It was 2020. (laughs) 2020, Fine. But it seems like it's been two years. Well, it's been two years. Well, it's almost been two years. Her year of health was 2020. We've, I know, but I feel like you, she got the one year to talk about it, but she's definitely a year overdue. We're done. And Let's we're not, not bringing that into 2022. I'm fine with that. I would like to, because I was, you know, puttering around the interwebs yesterday and I see this headline. Slim down Rebel Wilson prepares for Christmas and more star stamps. So here's my question. Slimmed down. 
when a person has lost weight, at what point do they get to just be the body that they are? You know, that's a great question. Like, when does she when does she just get to be Rebel Wilson? Yeah. Again. Mm-hmm. And I don't have a real answer for that, and I bet you don't either. Um, I know what I would like for it to be, that a person just gets to be whatever body they are whenever they're in that body. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna say yes and in this case because with Rebel Wilson, she did make this a marketing opportunity. And so tabloids are lazy, and I am not surprised that the tabloids continue to point this part of her out because there's nothing else really to point out. And frankly, she has gotten a lot of mileage out of this particular story. Not that she shouldn't. I mean, I'm I'm not saying she can't choose what stories she wants to share, but I think this is far more about... It's not as simple as the tabloids going, oh, this, you know, formerly heavier actress is now less heavy or like whatever you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like i really do feel like she leaned into this story in a way and made it such a calling card that tabloids now anytime she shows up are just like what do we talk about again with her oh she lost weight okay now to that point presumably one of the reasons at least what we opined uh as one of the reasons that she made this choice was like you said to monetize it a little bit, which she did in many ways, but also to get different roles, right? So, yeah, it was a, it was a career. It was a definite opportunity for her to reframe and reshape the public discourse about her body, such that she would feel uh, capable of getting different roles. So, now which is I, also an indictment of Hollywood, well, which yes. I'm all here for in terms of like the messages that. Again, like if you have to manipulate the tabloids in order to get Hollywood executives to consider you for different roles, there's something fundamentally broken with that system. Right. So I in a way, I just I don't blame Rebel Wilson, but I would say I think we're now at a point where you can you can leave that behind and we can now transition to, you know, some of the other aspects of your character. But here's what I'm concerned with is that. I think there's still some dangling participles. Um, there are some, we still have some loose ends in as much as those movies, those roles. Remember that very, very serious role that she did that was more serious than any role she'd ever done. And so she had to leave social. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-whim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply media so that she could really get into the character we still haven't seen that movie so you know when those movies start to roll out we're gonna still get these narratives oh i'm sure yeah i mean but 
you know, I mean, okay, so that's like, that's, Jillian Michaels is going to talk about The Biggest Loser. Yeah. Um, You know, Tom Cruise is going to, I don't know, yell at people. I'm just saying like, stars carry around that baggage whenever there's a press opportunity. Right. Right? Like, Priyanka Chopra is going to talk about... Her wedding. Her relationship with Nick Jonas. Mm -hmm. uh, Her marriage to Nick Jonas. Like... That's that's probably not going to go away for Rebel Wilson. Yeah, yes, but we're it's going to happen. But it, but we're going to be reliving it. Oh yeah, yet I again. Mean, we can leave it behind. Yeah, in I would 20, like to leave it behind, and I'm fine with that. The but only, I don't think she's going to leave it behind. Is my point. Yeah, the only way out is through, oh. meaning that she's going to. Have <laughs> you just to have to in, <laughs> indulge and. Uh, we have to go through Rebel Wilson. <laughs> yes, we have to go through this narrative, meaning that hopefully when she releases that movie that she was making, that serious mm-hmm. movie that shows off her year of health body mm-hmm. as it is, then she will be able to complete the circle and talk about how that opened doors for her to allow her to do this movie. And once it's out there, then it's released. We will make it. Yeah, but see, then it just says that all of that w- benefited her, which just encourages her and other people to continue doing it. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Welcome to Hollywood, everybody. Nothing is real. And everyone talks about Rebel Wilson's weight loss. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, celebrities behaving badly. We call them after this on My Talk 1071. Celebrities behaving badly. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. We have a name for them, and that name is D Bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Who's your D-bag? Jamie Spears. Oh, bing bong. Daddy, Daddy Spears, Papa Spears. Uh, headline from page six, and Holly read this during a Dirt Alert update. Jamie Spears files to have Britney continue to pay his legal fees. What? Jamie Spears isn't done telling Britney, give me, give me more, give me more, give me, give me more. That's what page six said. I'm just taking their joke. Um, So allegedly, supposedly, Jamie Spears, Britney's estranged daddy, filed documents in court last week to have Britney's estate continue to pay his legal fees, despite the fact that he is no longer a conservatore. So basically, he wants to live off the Britney dime a little bit longer. Quote, he would like the court to confirm authorization and direction to compel the estate to fork over four attorneys participating in proceedings concerning money. Mm. He wants money. I mean, listen, I'm not saying this makes it right, but you certainly can see how a person who has never had to pay their own legal fees <laughs> would get annoyed that that is a huge expense right like but the problem is thought of that before he put his daughter into an thing. illegal conservatorship for the last 14 right. years that's the problem okay. the problem is this is not a normal story and this is a grown ass dad man who got himself into a huge also, gigantic mess and is now having to pay the piper uh and the piper uh the person who's going to pay him to pay the piper is not going to be Britney Spears is all I'm trying to say. Also um he made millions and millions of dollars as her conservator yeah uh, while paying his lawyers millions more um all with Britney's hard-earned money yeah. so millions, millions more 
<laughs> millions, millions more, <laughs> more, millions more, more, millions, millions more. more. Um, also, that conservatorship that he uh, was in charge of and making millions of dollars off of was terminated by the mm-hmm. court and he was suspended, as his attorneys pointed out, ignominiously, which is a big legal term for dumb uh, hot mess express was his dad um under the circumstances goes on his her attorney rather his petition is not only legally meritless it's an abomination Brittany poignantly testified about the pain her father caused and this only adds to it i mean you can imagine where you have been fighting for your freedom and then somebody goes okay sure i'm going to give you your freedom but i'm going to need some more money before i do that thanks mm-hmm. no mm-hmm. you ain't getting any more money mm-hmm. stop uh, you know suckling off the teat of your daughter Ew. and um go get a job and pay your own damn bills it's time mm-hmm. jamie spears I couldn't have said it better. Yeah, well. It's true. I mean, he is, he shows how pathetic he is with every maneuver he makes. And I mean, it's just, it's another ploy to like reduce and remove responsibility. And it's just a power play. And I imagine that he's shaking in his boots because, you know, people are looking at things and he was responsible. Mm -hmm. Like if you're going to be responsible, you are responsible. If you were in charge, you take responsibility. So you can't act like you're now the victim. Right. Right. What? And that's part of the problem. I, I will just say, kind of back to the first segment of the show, we talked about Lou Taylor. Um, and, and I feel similarly about Jamie Spears. I mean, they were running a game, these people were, and trying to not get caught. And now it's all catching up with them. And rather than any of them taking responsibility, they're still trying to hide everything that happened. It's like you got caught and now you don't get to have all the fun stuff that you had when your daughter was working for you and you could make all of her money. Yeah. Or just take responsibility. You got to do all that. You got to collect a paycheck for 14 years um, and you got to collect all that money and you got to walk away. I mean, you've not been legally held accountable at this point. So the fact that you are already coming back and asking for more money seems real ballsy mm-hmm. in a way that um, will probably end up backfiring. So, Jamie Spears, we're done. Bye. Bye. Do you want to know who Who's my D-bag your D-bag? Is? OK Magazine. And really just like all the tabloids right now because... Entertainment and Hollywood gossip is a barren wasteland as we approach the holidays. Yeah. And you can tell because of headlines like the following. Brad Pitt jealous of Jennifer Aniston's close friendship with ex Justin Thoreau. Jeez. Okay. Actress, <laughs> quote, weird. finds it sweet. So it doubles down on how stupid it is. So the the, the first part of the story is that Jennifer Aniston's ex-husband, Brad Pitt, is jealous of her other ex-husband, Justin Thoreau, because those two have been chummier than usual most recently. Um, on December 7th, Jennifer Lawrence, or nope, Jennifer Lawrence was not there. Jennifer Aniston Jennifer shared Why a not? photograph of her sitting on the lap of her ex-husband, Justin Thoreau, after the taping of The Facts of Life. And a source 
says that that is not sitting wasn't, well with Brad Pitt. Wasn't he um, a producer, Justin Thoreau? On that uh, good question. Life thing? I, I mean, he, he was. was involved in some way. Yeah, yeah because he's so still in that friend group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So it's totally normal for him to have been there and mm-hmm. for her to be sitting on his lap because they, I don't know. They're were, still friendly. Were uh, close. Yeah. Also, can we point out the fact that allegedly, supposedly, rumor has it, Jennifer Aniston... And Justin Thoreau were never married. We're legally. never legally married. Yeah. They just had a big party in Cabo for yeah. a week and had all their friends down yeah. and then they were together. Mm-hmm. Well, according to a source, that photograph of Jennifer uh, Aniston sitting on Justin Thoreau's lap did not sit well with Brad Pitt. And I quote, it is hard for Brad to see Jen getting so cozy with Justin the possibility that Jen's tighter with Justin stings him for sure. According to the source. Sure, okay. Knowing that Justin and Jennifer are so close has really been a sore spot for Brad Pitt, who, quote, takes immense pride in the tight relationship that he's built with Jennifer. You know, it's so... I feel, Aniston. I feel bad for Jennifer Aniston because uh, <laughs> she can't have a man that wants to marry her. This is the dumb, you know, narrative mm-hmm. in Hollywood who, you know, um, she can't have kids, blah, blah, blah. Like, right, poor Jennifer Aniston. Remember, this has been a narrative going yeah. on for 20 plus years. And yet men are fighting over her after they leave her. Yes. I mean, I it's just like literally of the sad storylines around Jennifer Aniston, this is as sad. Right. Like because the men aren't fighting over her to be with her. They're fighting over her after they left her. Yeah, and which one gets to be the better friend to her? Yeah, cuz that's what that's what Ugh. any woman wants. Womp womp. Which one of my exes is going to be the better friend? Yeah, it's just kind of silly. Now, um the source goes on to say that Jennifer Aniston finds it kind of sweet that Brad Pitt is so jealous of Justin Thoreau. And so she's happy to show the world that she and Justin Thoreau are the best of friends still, which just paints a picture of Jennifer Aniston as though she's some like junior high school, you know, popular girl who just wants two men to be fighting over her. Yeah. But again, again, to your point, not over her, her. Yeah. Not fighting over who gets to be with her Yeah, fighting over who gets to be better friends with her. Yeah. So what we're reading here basically is confirmation that there is nothing going on during the week of Christmas in Hollywood. No. And in fact, um, anytime you see something and okay, I would just flush it down the toilet. Okay. Yeah. Literally. Meh. They should change. I mean, if you look at all the headlines, they're all delightfully absurd. Khloe Kardashian won't let anyone put her happiness or health in danger. Okay. Well, I would like to prove to you five ways why that's not true, but okay. That'd be a good listicle. Yeah. Year end. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Khloe disinvited Tristan to family's Christmas, but changed her mind for the sake of her daughter. Great. Okay. Thanks. Okay. 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 When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, let's catch up with Kravis. Yay! That's a publationship. What's a publationship? Oh, a relationship for publicity. And who's Kravis? 
That's Courtney and Travis. Courtney Kardashian, Travis Barker. We're going to catch up with those two crazy kids when we come back after this on My Talk 1071. A little mosey on down to Publationship Corner on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hi. And uh, what is a publationship? It's just a relationship for publicity. And uh, who do we find on this corner today? Today we are headed to Kravis Corner. What's a Kravis, Colleen? That would be a uh, Kourtney Kardashian and a Travis Barker. Yeah. And so I would like to take you over to their Instagram page, uh, or at least Travis's, because I had to witness this and i feel like the rest of the world should suffer Mm. along with me so i'm not alone travis barker two days ago all i want for christmas not his two front teeth not a pony not you know some fudge no he wants uh the bottom of courtney's foot in his mouth that's nasty yeah you know this is one of those things where like i didn't need to be present for this experience he's sitting on a couch or a bed I'm assuming it's a couch because there's a Christmas tree, and I, I would imagine that's a living room of some kind. Anyway, it appears that Courtney, uh, because we're assuming this is Courtney, um, is laying back, sticking her foot in his face, and he is like going to town uh. on her hoof. Yeah. <laughs> and it is so unnecessary. So and of gross. course, our good friends at us. Under the headline, Love Lives, Courtney Kardashian and Travis Barker take PDA to another level with Christmas-themed foot pick. <laughs> okay. Christmas-themed It is not a Christmas foot pick. I mean, technically, the caption is Christmas-themed, I guess, so, okay, fine, I'll allow it. But ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, hork. Uh, as we all hork up watching Travis Barker inhale um, Courtney's, you know, foot. I just, I am not a foot person. I mean, just shave and the heel I, and be like, let it snow, let it snow. Okay, okay. Ish. Caesar salad, anyone? Ish. I brought the anchovies. Okay. That's what it smells like. No, but like, I, I get like, you know, people want to get all footy in I private. Mean, people you have like things and that's fine. Um, I'm not a foot person either. I don't like people touching my feet. Unless I've asked oh, them to. Yeah, like I was going to say, a good foot massage is sure. a great thing. But like, all like I'm going to, you know what? I want to post Jamie and I having a holiday experience. Okay. So for, you know, for the gram. Yeah. So like, hey, Do honey, let's take a photo. Like, it's going to be us in front of a tree or like him with the dog. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be me inhaling his toe. I, it's, yeah, we don't need to be <laughs> present for that. At no. all. Like, also, who, can I just also, say, like, you don't do that recreationally. That's a sexy thing. Yeah, I would assume for most. Um, I, I would like to also point out that they're clearly wearing matching cheetah print or leopard print. I don't remember my animals. Very it's an well. animal print. It's an animal print. And somebody said Dolce vibes, which makes me wonder if that's like a Dolce Gabbana thing. And then I would think, how do they feel? About the foot huffing. I mean, yeah, I feel problem. like Dolce and Gabbana's kind of fine with that. But, yeah. Because they're, they're totally getting attention. Exactly. Um, yeah. But that's nasty. And frankly, <laughs> there are so many different ways. Also, don't read the comments. Just don't. Um, there's just so many other ways to celebrate the holiday with your loved ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. We don't, we don't. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. 
Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I don't, I didn't need to be part of this. Yeah. But thank you, Courtney and Travis, for once again showing us how absolutely and completely in love with each other you are by foot licking i mean maybe he was just using the foot as a microphone (laughs) holly i appreciate that you want to see the best in everybody just like singing into it (laughs) what does he sing actually like would i know any like travis barker songs he doesn't sing he he plays the drums okay yeah he's the drummer would i know anything that he does probably yeah i mean you'd you'd go oh yeah i've heard that before um hold on all the yeah, Small you know that song. Okay. I'm trying to see what is that so the most popular. Maybe he plays the drums blink, with feet. Blink, blink, well, he uses his feet, but not hers. Uh, yeah, no, you'd know, you'd know the Blink 182 songs that uh, that he's a party to, but um, yeah. And I, you know, I also just think this is par for the course. So if anybody has been paying attention to Courtney Kardashian and Travis Barker's. Uh, parade of absurdity disguised as a publication ship. It is always of this ilk. It's it it's very like anytime I see um sort of like edgy couple posts uh in this day and age, it's gonna be Travis and Courtney. And that gives me echoes of of course Angelina Jolie and um French fried taters. What's his name? <laughs> Billy Bob. Billy Bob. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And like their vials of blood. Yeah, so it's it harkens back. It, like it's <laughs> mm-hmm. a Disney sort of facsimile of of that because I don't really think that Courtney Kardashian and Travis Barker are all that particular. It's kind of like who was the other couple uh, that they like double date with all the time? Machine Gun Kelly yes. and Megan Ke- Fox. Megan Kelly. Fox Kelly. M- Michigan. Michigan. No, the, you get this. You get the sense with these types of couple. This is how you know it's a publicationship. Let's just put it that way. You know it's a publicationship because they're not just standing in front of a tree with the dog. You know, in a yeah. tastefully um, posed photograph um, that is safe for work. Every time they post something, they're grabbing a crotch, sniffing a foot. Or it's like um, vampire-y, right? Because you got to have like blood sucking yep. at some point because, mm-hmm. you know, it's very sort of Anne Ricey. Yeah. Somebody's humping something. Yeah. Do you think that Kourtney Kardashian's feet smell like Fritos? <laughs> okay. She's not a dog. Dog's <laughs> feet smell like Fritos. I, mean, I, question... I kind of feel like Kourtney's probably smell like lavender oil that know, she sells on Poosh. <laughs> yeah. They probably smell like something very natural. 
know. You want to ask What her? made you think that Courtney's... dog's feet smell like Fritos. Well, because Travis Barker's huffing them like you would your dog's feet. That's true. I do you know? enjoy a good uh, paw huff. Yeah, when you, people who have animals, thank you, Bradley, enjoy grabbing the little tootsies, <laughs> but I, but you're the little not gonna, paws. You're not going to see me like, oh, yeah. I really like this. Again, you huff. don't recreationally oh. sniff feet. If you're if you're a foot sniffer, it's a sexy thing. It's not like which, which a normal thing. I actually doesn't then I I don't believe that Travis Barker and Courtney Kardashian are like intense foot people. Meaning like you don't generally share on Instagram the intimate things that you and your partner share because they're unique and special to you. Right. Now I realize that there are, you know, exhibitionists out there who are happy to share everything that they probably don't need to share. But when it comes to the level of a Courtney Kardashian specifically, because Courtney, like all the Kardashians are attached to Kris Jenner. So nothing right. is ever going to be that beyond the pale. Like you're never going to see anything over the top in a way that you might with like a machine gun, uh, machine gun, Kelly and Megan Kelly. Fox. At the end of the day, Megan Fox, all Megan Fox. Yeah. Megan it's Fox. Hard, it's Machine the, Gun Kelly and Megan Fox. Fox yeah. yeah. At the end of the day, all this couple is actually trying to do is make sure that you understand how absolutely, completely in love with each other they are. Because that is all you're going to see in any of their Instagram posts. Again, they're not going to do anything normal. They're not going to post a picture of them, um, what, like shopping at Target for... Um, I don't know. If they went to Target, it would be like, you know, like some like warming lube. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Like it would be, they'd go to sexy Target. They don't go to normal. Like they're not at the dollar store. Or they're going to like bounce goldfish crackers off her butt crack. Right. Exactly. Ooh. You shoot, you score. I mean, do you though? Yeah. Seems like a waste of goldfish. It is a waste of goldfish. Goldfish. The worst is when they get stuck in the crack, you know, in your car. Like, because then they're down there. Don't I know? (laughs) And they get all crummy. Yeah. And then nobody wants them. Yeah. Yeah. Although in desperate times. Listen, if my car, just I want you all to know, if my car ever went off the side of a cliff, as happened in Grey's Anatomy, we would have at least a meal in the car cracks. What? Speaking of which, I watched an episode of Unwrapped last night wherein they talked about how, what is the name of those snacks? Deli Express? Yeah. Those sandwiches at yeah. gas stations. By the way, they come from Minnesota. Yeah. They were born here. And the guy was talking about how a truck driver got caught in a blizzard in North Dakota and he survived on those sandwiches for like two days or something. I'm telling you. Nice. Yeah. Always pack snacks. I actually have a snack drawer in my car. That has goldfish in it. Bags of goldfish. Now they're a little old, but always have snacks. I hope he had a lot of chuck wagons. That's what they were. They were chuck wagon uh, burgers and those Deli Express sandwiches. I bet that guy can't even see another one of those. Yeah. You know what I mean? And do you know they're handmade? I didn't know that. And they, they Over in Chanhappen. That's where they are. Like Chanhassen yeah, area. Yeah, Eden Prairie is the, yeah. where the headquarters are. But they, um, they actually bunch up the lunch meat to make it you know look all nice and bunchy. Well, shout out to yeah. Deli Express. Thank you, Deli Express. <laughs> when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, who's got the best fries? 651-641-1071. Who's got the best fries? We're going to talk to you about it after this on My Talk 1071.